some of you all have probably been at the breaking point, and you probably have been right there where you said, well, where is God? How come he's not doing this and that? And I'm glad that you've asked those questions. I'm going to do my best to try to help answer those questions for you today. That God is always available. Now, here's something I want you to make note of. And it is this, that God is the producer and he is the director of our lives. A lot of things happen and we understand it later on in the by and by. Sometimes we try to understand everything now as we go, as we live. It doesn't work like that, and God doesn't work like that. Sometimes things has happened, it happens, it happens, it happens, and happens, it happens. And when you come to the place to know that it's happening, but I know he's there. I'm here for a reason, a purpose. And under, and, and it, sometimes it be later on that you come to understand why this back here happened then. Listen, if you will, let me continue, because... As I said, there were reasons which Joseph would understand later that would answer his questions about his past. We all have questions and, as I said, pain, regrets, and shame about our past. But God was there with us. How else could he use those events for our good to mold us into the image of Christ today in the future? Romans 8, 28 and 29. I am the man that I am today because... Of my past, God allowed much to happen in my past. I did not understand. I do today. And I'm glad about it. The God of yesterday. What about the God of today? When Joseph got to Egypt, he was part of a caravan of a Midianite traders, you know. And uh, he would uh, have been filthy, smelly, disoriented, in rags, despairing, lost, without hope in the world. And yet, 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 in Genesis 39 and 2, here's what it says. The Lord was with Joseph. Mm. And he was a successful man. So God gave Joseph favor in the eyes of Potiphar, the captain of Pharaoh's God, and Potiphar bought him from the traders. And when Joseph was in prison, God showed him mercy, and he gave Joseph favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison, Genesis thirty-nine twenty-one. How does that happen? Glad you asked that question. It happened because God had never left Joseph alone. I said it. I'm going to say it again. When things are happening in our lives, we much we don't understand. Why is this happening? I don't know what's going on. I don't understand. It's just something about our minds. We want to know everything that's going on. It ain't going to work. 
And see, I used to be, man, I used to be like that. So I, I've really, I've come, I've kind of reconciled within myself. Settle down, Gene, settle down. You are but flesh. You are but flesh. God is lives in you and he's there. You're not, you're, you're, you're finite mind. You are not going to understand everything. And so you've got to just reconcile with yourself and, and begin to talk to yourself and tell yourself, God sent me here on assignment. God gave me an assignment when he sent me here. And no matter what, I am going to get to my finishing my assignment, I'm going to get to my destiny because God gave it to me. It's a divine assignment no matter what. And I may go over here, I may go over there, but before it's over with, I'm coming back to that place where I'm supposed to be. You can see it all right here, how Joseph's life, Joseph's life was a mess. I mean, Joseph went through all kinds of things, and and who would have ever thought going through all of that that he could he's going to come out and still be all that God said that he was going to be? I'm, let me finish. Let me go on here because the scripture says, and and when Joseph was in prison, God showed him mercy, and God gave favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And how does it happen? It happened because God never left Joseph alone. He had a plan for Joseph, and he did everything necessary for that plan to be fulfilled. We do not understand how God does everything. One thing I've come to realize is this. God rules, but God also overrules. And sometimes we think that we can put a period behind everything that goes on, everything. That's why I tell people today, when you read the scripture, the best that you and I can do is put a comma, not a period. Only God can put the period because God rules but he also overrules. He's sovereign. That means he starts when he gets ready and stops when he pleases. And nobody can hinder God. And sometimes, as I have studied the scripture closely, I have found that God did things that I'm scratching my head about. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But he can do it because he's sovereign. And he doesn't have to ask nobody. And he doesn't have to have a meeting. He doesn't, he doesn't have to meet with the board. He doesn't have to meet with this president, this leader. He's God all by himself. And there are times in life when all we can do is just trust him, even when we can't track him or trace him. Glory to God. You know what? God has a plan, right? Yes, he does. He has a plan for you and for me. 
I know that. Do you know that? And you know, it started when we were lost and without hope in the world and and we'll continue until we see him face to face. According to Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 13, and it says, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Get that now? Then 1 Thessalonians 5 and 24. And he will be with us in all of our todays. Whenever we need him, he will be there. Good God Almighty. That's the God of today. I'm talking to some of y'all right now, and some of y'all may be in a world of a mess. Yeah, you may be in a world of a mess. Now, before you got in this world of a mess, everything was just okie-dokie. Everything was going all right. I mean, you had it going on. But see, here's the thing, what we forget. Every man carries seasons, but seasons change. There is not one single solitary person you can find in Scripture here that started out one way and continued that way all of his life. Everybody had a, had seasons in their lives. Things change. The Scripture says to everything there is a season and there is a time. I think about myself. You know, uh, I, I thank God I'm not like that now. And I, I I remember the time, boy, when I said, oh, I got it. And I got it going. Got it going. Got this thing going now. Got it like I want it now. Got it like I want it. <laughs> I was wrong. See, I forgot one thing. Seasons change. Yes, when the season is good, when there's fruit on the vine, cattle in the stall. Yeah, you need to prepare for that. Make preparation. Yes, you need to do all that. You need to lay up, store up. Why? Because seasons will change. Glory to God. And seasons change. I have learned to teach me something if I would only hear. Seasons change to make me better. Seasons change to remind me that I need God and that God is my strength and God is my source. God is not just my channel. God is my source. And many of you all out there right now, you've forgotten that. You've forgotten that God is your source. You think that God is your channel. And many of you all actually think you are the source. Mm-mm. Okay, keep getting up. Keep putting your clothes on. Keep taking a bath. Keep cooking your meals. Keep driving your car. Season's going to change. I don't know what your season will change to be, but I'm here to tell you it's going to change. And that is why it's better to look up. So when seasons change, the God of all times, the God of yesterday, and the God of today will be right there to keep you going in the midst of, in spite of, I praise God for that. Let me say a word about the God of tomorrow. 
When Joseph was lying in a pit in Canaan, traveling in a caravan to the uh, part of the country that was so um, devastating and being falsely accused in Egypt and sitting alone in prison. And how do you think his tomorrow looked? We aren't given specific insight into Joseph's disposition during those hard times, except for this. This is what we find. He never stopped looking up. Joseph always seemed ready to walk through whatever door that God opened for him. He didn't stop. He didn't complain about the past or the present. He simply responded to the future. We don't have a lot, as I have, have studied the life of Joseph, we don't have a hardly any, if any at all, uh, words about Joseph's complaints. I, I haven't found any where, that where he complained. For whatever reason, uh, he responded to the future. Because the scripture told us already now that God was always with Joseph through every phase of his life. And Joseph recognized that the favor of God was over his life. Now, you know, whatever God seemed to be doing, he was ready to walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians, I love that. Five, seven. We know God was with Joseph every moment because doors kept opening for him. I'm going to tell you something. Doors keep opening for you. That's just a good uh, sign uh, uh, that God's favor is on your life. Glory to God. All of you out there that's complaining right now, stop complaining. Pastors, stop complaining. Stop fussing. Follow your future. Uh-uh. Not, no, you know what I said? Not your past. Your future. And only God can show you that. Your future. Your future. Where you're going. That's what's important. And where you're going, you're not going to take everybody with you. Thank God. And you know what? We must do the same. Commit the past and the present to God. And be ready to follow him into our future. No matter what, no matter what's going on, no matter what it looks like, no matter what the culture is, no matter what the word is, no matter what the trend is, God is the source. So, there are some things that We've just got to get back. We got to just, we got to get them back. We've kind of, uh, I think we've let them slip. Oh, we talk a good game about, oh, I just, I have faith. 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 Well, you know, it's, it's a difference in teaching a faith lesson and living a faith life. It's a big difference. Now, some people can teach it, teach it, teach it. 
But here, let me tell you something. What comes out of your mouth is going to be tested. (laughs) Oh, God. Faith becomes authentic when it is tested. Faith becomes real when it is tested. Not when you're just talking about it, but when it is tested. Glory to God. Abraham's faith became authentic after he got through struggling, going back and forth. Some people think, God, some people think, well, God told Abraham to just, just kill Isaac, you know, and Abraham just went on and did. No, he didn't just go on and do it. Abraham was a human being like you and I. He, Abraham had emotions. He had, a, he had a thought life. Abraham didn't just go on and do it. No, he had moments of struggle. This is the son that I prayed for so, for such a long time. And you asking me to kill him? But he resolved eventually within himself. Nevertheless, not my will. I'll go ahead on and do it. And when he began to live in that nevertheless, no matter what, it was then that God told him, stay your hand. Don't kill him. And the only time that you read in the Bible where God said these words, now I know, he said it to Abraham, now I know that you will not withhold anything from me and you'll obey me completely. Now I know. Don't kill him. Let him go. Glory to God. Look behind you. There's the sacrifice caught in the thicket. God said that to you today. That's what faith is. That's what faith is. That's what it is. You open your mouth about it, the test is coming. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I have, I can talk about it because I've been there and I ain't through yet. I'm still living. As long as I live, I'll be, I'll, I'll be going through this because see, every round takes you higher. Every time you pass this one, there's another round, but it's higher. And more devils. Every new level, there are new devils. Glory to God. And, you know, I think that what we need to do uh, in the time that we're living in now is to rethink. Reevaluate. Yeah, see where you are. See where you are. Faith-wise. Glory to God. And then, you know what? Um... Faith, I tell people this all the time, that faith ain't blind. Faith got eyes. <laughs> faith, you ever heard of faith eyes? And then faith not only got eyes, but faith got a voice. See, it that the voice of faith began to talk to you and tell you mm-hmm, what you should do, shouldn't do, to leave that alone. But, uh-huh. Faith got eyes. You can see things. See, you can see. You can see what what the natural eye can't see. And you can hear what the natural ear can't hear. Glory to God. Faith got ears. Faith got eyes. That's why without it, it's impossible to please God. Faith. And uh, I'll tell you this and uh, as I rush on here because uh, God has been there for me in the past. 
this is my little testimony. God has been there for me in the past. Now I know that. Now I wasn't lucky. Mm -mm. No, I wasn't lucky. God was, it was God. <laughs> Glory to God. I know it. I know it now. And that I, my life, my, my life is full of thanksgiving because some of, listen, if God hadn't have been with me, uh, I, I would have been dead. Should have been. But God had an assignment for me. And the devil, even though it was, could have taken me out, but God said, uh-uh, no. Uh-uh, he going to finish his assignment. I'm saying to you today, God is with you now. Pastors, God is with you now. Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists, some of y'all have gone home, you've sat down, you've quit preaching, you've given up your churches, you've thrown up your hands, you got you mad with everybody. Push that stuff away. Dust yourself off. Get back on track. Get, get, get back to where God called you. Get back in place. God have never told you to look at no human being. God told you to look at me. He's never told you to trust people. He said, trust me. And I'm encouraging all of you that I've been there. What I'm telling you today, I've lived it. And I'm living it now. And I've seen the lightning flashing. And I've heard the thunder roll. And I've felt sin's breakers dashes trying to conquer my soul. But I've heard the voice of Jesus telling me, still fight on. I made you a promise. I promise you I would never leave you. No, never alone. God made you a promise. Claim it. Get back in the saddle. The world is in need of a word, and that word must come from the preacher. How can they hear without the preacher? Not a Sunday school teacher, not a brotherhood speaker, not a mission but a professor. How can they hear without a preacher? Sit from God. How can he preach except the Lord sent him? God is raising up in this hour that we're living in. Men and women of God. That he's sending them forth with a fresh anointing. Is that you? I want to encourage you to get back in the saddle and get back on track. And, and you know what? I'm, a, I'm getting my little, I'm looking I'm getting my, my little, I'm getting my phone here because I want to check some things out here and make sure that, you know, that uh, I'm on, I'm on schedule here. Um, uh, cause I'm getting ready to leave you and I want to leave you in good shape. I want to leave you with this. See, you don't need, um, you don't, you don't need Joseph's faith. You don't, um, you don't need Job's patience. Some people be, going around here talking about, oh, God, give me the patience of Job and give me the faith of, of, of Joseph and 
and uh and and give me the favor of David and uh and and and, and all of that. No, you need your own patience. Because your stuff ain't like Job's. You don't need you you don't need you don't the need the favor of David. You need your own favor. Oh, praise his name. Glory to God. Look, I need my own stuff. And thank God, the God of all times and the God of yesterday and the God of today and tomorrow knows who I am because he put me together. He put me together and I am genetically accurate and I am geographically in the right place. And I'm staying with mine. What about you, brothers and sisters, body of Christ? What about you? Our hope is in him, the hope of glory. Are you going to stay with the Lord? It ain't over yet. It ain't too late. Are you going to stay with the Lord? Are you going to stay in your mind, in your intellect, in your education? Are you going to trust him? Are you going to trust your finances? Are you going to trust your career? Are you going to trust everything in this world? One day is going to take wings and going to fly away. The only thing that's going to last is what's done for Christ. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Can I tell you? The Lord will be your shepherd and you shall not want. Can I tell you, he will lead you to a place of green pasture beside still waters, and he'll restore your soul. Can I tell you that his joy will become your strength? Can I tell you, can I tell you, can I tell you? He'll anoint your head with oil and make your cup run over. Then he'll give you a couple of things to follow you. Goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. I want you to make him a promise. I'm fixing to leave you now. That you're going to dwell in his house all the days of your life. The day, every day that he gives you. Make him your habitation. Make him your dwelling place. Make him your secret place, your refuge, your tower. Make him your hiding place.